0: And hello everyone, good evening and welcome to the Sanctuary First Weekly Review. Albert's still on holiday, so you have the dream team tonight <laughs> in the house. <laughs> we've got myself, Laura, and we've got James Cathcart.
1: Hi there, nice to be with you,
2: Laura.
0: And we've got the doctor in the house, Dr. Ian Jamieson. Good. <laughs> And we've got my friend George Snedden who's a trainee minister. So welcome, George.
3: Thank you, Laura. It's good to be here.
0: Bye. So we, we hope that you'll you'll want to come back after <laughs> this. <laughs> You're not
1: <Hopefully>. <laughs> you go on the weekly review twice in your career, once when <laughs> <I am. laughs>
3: and once when you retire. <laughs>
0: Uh, So tonight we're thinking, we've got a theme of um, setting out Which we'll come back to later on But first of all, I want to find out how everybody's week's been Find out what's been happening So we'll we'll go to the doctor first Because he has promised us a good story So we'll we'll see what we've got here with the doctor (laughs) Ian, how's it been for you this week?
2: I mean it's it's been good you know I've I've had the usual week at the NHS you know been doing the usual thing at the practice but Mrs J played an absolute blinder this week in the musical sphere of my life you know in the studio where we are just now yeah um, and I'd, I'd been working all day in this song that uh, my mate Matt had been producing for me. And we'd written this song, a really delicately written song about conversations and love it's called. It's really nice, it's going to be in the next record. Well, it was going to be in the next record. And I played it to Joanne, because I do that. You know, I say, right, Joanne, what do you think of this? And normally what I expect from Joanne is, well, oh, that's really good. Oh, that's, I like that, you know. And sometimes if she's feeling particularly cutting, she'll say, it sounds just like the last one you played. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, but this week she's like, oh, I don't like that. I'm like, what do you mean you don't like that? It's nice. I said it's not about you, it's about the character in the song. It's not about our conversations in love. I mean, come on, it's it's a character, it's a song, it's about somebody else. <laughs> I don't like your voice, she says, it's too croaky. I'm like croaky, that's emotion. Like what you're hearing, women, is emotion! Raw emotion! Coming out of
0: these vocal cords into you and you know, she's like,
2: Nah, it sounds a bit croaky to me. Oh,
0: uh, So have you banned it then, Ian? Hell a
2: stuff! <laughs> <laughs> Record-buying public are gonna have to cope with my croaky vocals.
1: Be a new sideline, Ian, opening up. You croaky side of your career.
0: I, th- I thought it was the whole
2: Frank Sinatra thing. I thought it was sounding nice and okay and, and Woody, but no, Mrs J said it sounded like a frog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like that uh, episode of Friends, isn't it, when uh, Phoebe gets the cold?
2: You see, the thing is, I think for some singers that sounds, I don't know, somehow. Yeah, I don't know, masculine and endearing. I think in my voice it sounded guff.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I'm gonna hear
1: this now. I
2: know yeah, you've, you've really whetted our appetite, we're gonna I'm, have to I'm uh... absolutely gonna play you the outtake from the record. This <laughs> 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 Mrs. Jane, just not so much. God, not so much. <laughs> but don't let that put you off buying the album, folks. <laughs> it'll be out soon and it'll be absolutely Well, perfect. you know, some people like the croak, don't they? They do, like you say, Tom
1: Waits, Leonard Cohen, you know, there's definitely, you could be just maturing, Ian, into into a new chapter.
2: That's what I think, I think, I think I'm evolving into myself. As
1: an artist, you know. <laughs> I've
2: tried to use all these excuses in Joanne, but it always ends up, but it's too croaky. <laughs>
0: I can go on the back in the review. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> feel the croak right
1: Feel the croak. So that's been my Laura Dygan four stars.
2: <laughs> that's been my week.
0: Uh, so what about you, James? Have have you had um uh spousal uh, critique? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, um she's put up with a lot of singing, um with the Wee Baby in the house to do quite a lot of singing. It's been getting a bit croaky. Uh, of late because we've been up quite a few nights recently um but what was I going to say oh I wanted to share something with you uh today I made potato scones today
0: Ooh. but from scratch Ooh, but
1: what I bunged in them swede oh. leftover swede add some turnips right well I don't know swede turnip you know much of a much isn't it and um I just bunged them in just bung them straight into potato scones it works I don't know if it's ever been done so I, I might be a total pioneer here
3: Oh, okay. um, right.
1: Exactly, exactly, George. Make sure the people know. With enters Swedes, that's I, it. Swedescon enters the dictionary tonight. It's
2: like master chef for you in a few weeks.
0: <laughs> we might have people uh, yeah. messaging us on Facebook to tell us. Exactly, <laughs> it's been done before. Turn up in
1: Sweden, not the same, James. <laughs> well, I've waded did into.
0: Them. Did it taste good?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been them, Laura. Been them. <laughs> Lily said they were just too woody. Just...
0: <laughs> that was this week. <laughs> <laughs> so yes,
1: I'm feeling quite quite suave with my uh, culinary exploits this week. Yeah,
0: well, That's
1: good
3: stuff. I'm That's I'm
0: good. So what about you, George? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but anything you'd like to share with us what's been good this week? Well, so good.
3: well... <laughs> Two things, right? So I've went into a wee bit of a buying spree with antiques and old things. Oh, right? Yeah. So <laughs> a woman that I knew from my old placement posted this picture of an old chair that she was she was throwing out. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do that escape to the chateau thing <laughs> and take it and try and re-upholster it. Aww. So i got this, got this chair for free. Um. Yeah, it's not going to work out as easy as that. It's... I've,
2: got that <laughs> <laughs> I've got a garden full of that stuff for
3: you. A
2: garden full.
3: Well, so it's got about five million staples in it. Oh. And so I've cut all my hands doing that. And then the other thing was, we were. Um, there's one of my friends posted this thing on Facebook about this wee boy who needed a birthday card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he loves birthday cards rather than presents. And we've had a debate in the house this week. Tell me what you think. This birthday card, now he's four right? Or four Maybe. or five actually. So mm-hmm. I went and bought a birthday card, right? I and mean, when I got it home, <laughs> my mum says, you can't give him that. It's for a two-year-old. I, don't, I thought that was a dinosaur.
2: <laughs> it's a dinosaur!
3: <laughs> I, exactly. It is a dinosaur. It is a dinosaur. But there's a certain... Shape of a, it's in the shape of a two. There mm-hmm. is a sort of two-ish... I wouldn't wouldn't have got that straight
2: away. That's interpretation. That's alongside croaky.
3: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) That's just a two-looking dinosaur. Your dinosaur's (laughs) too (laughs) two-looking.
3: It's just a curvy dinosaur. And I'm sorry, but it still looks like a two. It doesn't look like a two.
0: Laura, oh, oh, that's been pretty much been my
3: week. Pulling oh. staples out an old chair and buying weird cards.
0: Oh. oh, do you really? know, that really? was me with it. It, it? Like, I'm I'm rubbish at, like, DIY or anything, oh. you know. I'd have Come that. On. I'd have it <laughs> sellotaped. no. <laughs> <laughs> <Sell-taped more. laughs> oh, aye, that'd just be, I don't know. Hopefully when it's
3: it. finished, it'll look fine.
0: Aye, aye. aye. So, George, you are a trainee minister. And we were talking about um, the theme, both myself and James were talking about the theme of setting out and it will soon be time for you to go on uh, another placement soon and go back to uni. So do you want to let people know about where you are in your training just now? Sure. So
3: I'm in my third, I'm going into my third and final year. So um, I'm, I'm just in the middle of my second placement right now. Um, So I started off at Lanark Greyfriars with the Reverend Brian Kerr. And then I was supposed to go to Israel for the summer. Um, And I thought it was really exciting. I'm going to go and to work with um, these women in Palestine who make oil and it's going to be fantastic getting your hands dirty and then heading into the city, center of Jerusalem and seeing where Jesus walked. But that didn't turn out because coronavirus arrived. And so, The church and I decided to go somewhere else and we, we, I'm in Tinto. (laughs) So, as I keep saying, one holy mountain to the next. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Exotic though.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and yeah, so I'm about to start my third year at university, um, which will be exciting. And then I'm heading to Claremont Parish Church in East Kilbride. With Gordon Palmer, um, which is really quite a beautiful church, quite a um, new building as well. But they've Mm -hmm. seemed to attract people from all over, not just the East Cobride, so it's going to be an interesting thing.
0: Ah, It's quite a vibrant place there, from what I've heard. Because I was thinking this week as well about the kids, you know, because the kids are going to be going back to school this week, and actually, it's going to probably be quite. um, quite daunting for them you know because they've been off for so long with the lockdown and then they're going to be going back to school and it's going to be quite different from you know from what they've been used to before. Yeah Uh, absolutely
1: you know you think at every stage you know whether you're uh, just starting school or moving from um, one school to another um, just new year new group that kind of thing it's always a bit sort of exciting or unnerving or unsettling kind of this time of year, isn't it? But I was also thinking about um, the kids, uh, I should say, well, young people, you know, who are getting their exam results and there's been all the controversy, hasn't there, but the SQA and oh, the yeah. sort of mediating of results and stuff that's going on. And it must just be, you know, when there's already so much uncertainty about your future and maybe people deciding, am I going to uni? Do I really want to, you can imagine after this year, people totally change their plans and yeah. what they want to do. And it just really the kind of, oddness of it it just feels such a strange feeling i think for those um for those people probably getting the results
2: the, the weird thing as well is that in medicine this is also the time where the junior doctors change and they start and right. uh, where we get the change over and we get the new trainees and you know uh-huh. new people into practice and new people into jobs um and I think back to myself, it used to be the 1st the of August, at least at the moment, it's in the middle of a week. So the staff that were on on the Monday are kind of on in the Wednesday and so on and so forth. Whereas when when I get born into medicine, um, I started off on a Saturday morning with nobody else around. And within the first 20 minutes, a woman had had a cardiac arrest. Oh and I had to run it. It was shocking. The whole weekend was the busiest weekend they'd ever had. Um, in that unit, in the surgical unit at the Vale of Lear, uh, it was absolutely crazy. And um myself and the junior doctor that started alongside me. I remember meeting her a bit it must have been about Two o'clock in the morning, we we would eventually had time to have a sandwich, and she was just sitting there crying, saying, "Do you think they would mind if I just handed in my page and went home?" And I'm like, "I think they probably would. <laughs> I think they'd probably be upset." But really, all I was thinking was, "But then they'll give their, your page to me, and I'm already overworked." <laughs> <laughs> and it was ju- it was just a nightmare. And but so so when I think about you know the kids going back to this new life, and the teachers going back to a new way of teaching, because their classrooms will not be the same. Um, you know, People going back to a new thing. Um, and it's occurred to me that, you know, when we talk about that, we're talking about going forward. And, and I find myself balking at the idea of going back to, because we can never go back. We can only ever go forwards. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a trick that we're missing all across the board. Mm -hmm. In life, in medicine, in the church, this idea of going back to, the NHS going back to, we can never go back. We can only move forward. In the church, we can't go back to church. We can only go forward into something new. And mm-hmm. it's been weighing on my mind recently. Just this week, it's been a, a kernel of an idea that's been forming in me that really the past is another country. Before COVID, that was another thing. That was another way of life. But this is the new way of life. And what we and the the beauty of it is, what are we going to make it into? Mm-hmm. How incredible could it be? How cool could teaching be I... if, if they really sorted out online? How uh-huh. cool would that be? How cool would church be if so much of it reached right into people's homes, like right now? Uh, How cool and amazing would that be? How good would it be if Christian artists were able to express themselves online like they do in the Secret Chord Sessions, but to be heard by hundreds and hundreds of more people, some of whom might have their lives changed by just that thing, or to hear some poetry spoken, or a word spoken, or, or to read of a book. How amazing is that going to be? It's, but it's going to be. It's in the future. It's not back there. Aye, ah,
0: it It's that we're, we're setting out, and we we're setting out on a whole new terrain. You know, and it's same um, because it's funny you say Ian that you've had that you know in your heart this week because I have as well because I've been thinking about. So many churches talking about oh they're they're getting together you know the Kirk sessions to see about opening up and there's a few that I know that are they're they are you know I've been told that they oh they're going to open up like in the middle of the month, you know or the end of the month and you're thinking, but but how how can you because it's not going to be church you know <laughs> it's this not and it's to me there's there's people that are just desperate to go back instead of going forward because god's used this time to dismantle you know dismantle what hasn't been working you know dismantling the things that, that we don't need anymore so that we can have this fresh eye you know a fresh lookout to be like right it's it's an adventure isn't it in a way as well like what do we really want it to be like you know and make it that you know make it just what what god wants it to be you know and really listen for them. and oh i'm good off on one <laughs> <laughs> but, laura, but laura you're oh, right it's good laura it's good.
2: And, it, and it's the same with our lives though it's the same with our lives we we always look back to the guy we were yesterday or the girl we were yesterday and you know all that baggage that we keep on dragging behind us and we keep on like a sack and jesus said look lay those burdens down put them down put them away Mm-hmm. You know, I'm making a new thing, this is a new thing and every morning that we're blessed to wake up, it's a completely new day and folk folk often don't get that and it's a fundamental principle of physics, you have a 50% chance of it being a better day than yesterday. That's 50-50, that's no bad odds! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's not bad odds at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd take those odds. Of,
2: of it, I'll take it any day, of it being a better day than the, the day before. Do you know what? And and just around the corner could be the, the person you meet or the conversation you have or the thing that happens that changes your life's course forever mm-hmm. and in a positive, marvellous direction. Mm-hmm. Do you know and Aye. and I think we need to keep on waking up like that and keep on seeing that the past is another country and we're better and we are better letting go of it. Mm-hmm. And we don't do you know what? We don't even remember it the way it actually was because the no. brain changes memory all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't even really remember what it was because we weren't there. Aye. I know
0: well that's it. That. George, you um you're you have to change placements quite quickly you know and like so you get to know people and then it's like time to move on and how do you like like be able to look freshly at a new place each time you go and don't look back you know because sometimes you do get attached you know like people and places and touches, especially so how do you move forward and be able to kind of you know, jump into the adventure mm. in a new place.
3: I think it's been it's been much more difficult this year um, because you're constantly having to refocus on what's coming next or how how things are going to go because the way it used to go, um, as Ian was just saying it's not there anymore. Um, and so this this rigorous tick box thing that we tend to have about going into a placement or going into a learning environment is I need to cover this 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 and this, but these haven't been rewritten for the new world, and so. It's a, it's, a, it's a place of exploration. So you're just, what I'm finding is I'm going in and I'm just having to leave that behind. Literally, as Ian was saying there, just leave it all behind because I can't have any expectations of this. Um, I suffer from OCD, so I've got this thing where <laughs> I need things to go the way they were planned two weeks ago and see, see the challenge that there has been to try and step away from that. And actually what it helps you do is deal with disappointment better
0: mm-hmm.
3: because disappointment is something none of us like to have but in this world of constant change in things changing you know situations in different parts of the country you're, you're you could be deciding to go on holiday one minute and can't go the next or you could be deciding to go shopping one minute and can't go the next or you can be deciding that you're healthy the next minute you're not um, and that volatility there's a wee bit of a blessing in there. And I was reading about this woman in France. She lived till she was 120. Her name was Jean Calmet, okay? And she woke up every morning in life, every single morning in life. She had a beautiful routine. But the first thing she did every morning when she woke up was she looked out the window and she thanked God for what was to come that day. She didn't thank what had happened. She Mm -hmm. thanked for what was to come because she knew that it was in his hands. And whatever came she would get some benefit from and she lived to 120 now i'm not saying that's why she lived she was 120 (laughs) I just liked having her around yeah there there must have been there must be something freeing about letting those limitations go truly
2: george can i can can i ask you do you think that disappointment in some way is because of expectation that's not fulfilled
3: yes And,
2: and maybe through christ we don't Maybe that's what we need to let go of. Maybe we need to let go of expectation.
3: I actually think what it is, um, yeah, you're right. I think that maybe we are so used to focusing on getting freedom that we've forgotten purpose. You know, and... And actually, purpose is more important than having, I mean, limitations, if you think about it, that's what St. Augustine and St. Benedict used to put themselves in limitations, and they had rituals and they had processes that they followed every day rigorously, because Mm -hmm. even though there were limitations, they got this sense of absolute freedom Mm -hmm. from being at one with God.
2: But the thing is, though that, but there is in in some senses, though there is a freedom in having limitation. As you know, as I, I'm sure I said this to Laura, but as an artist, I, I, as in my songwriting life, not my medical life, but also in my medical life to an extent, when something is kind of when somebody says, "Ian, write a song about, I don't know, um, uh, write a song about a car," yeah, that's actually really freeing. Because I'm dyslexic. I can think of a thousand things to write about in any one second, in any one millisecond, but if somebody says, Ian, I want you just to write about a car, then I feel freedom through that. I feel freedom to express myself through the prism of something. Even though it's a boundary? I even but, but it 's not a boundary that 's the thing. It, it only seems like a boundary, but what, what, what it is for me, and I, and I do think this is how our brains work differently. you know people 's brains work differently. For me, that boundary is necessary for me to channel my energies, yeah. and if I didn't have that boundary, then I would be quite lost. Shame I would be you know I'd, i don 't do well in my own company. I hate when the family are out the house. I hate when Joanne's not getting on at me about something. I, I, I do because I'm like I don't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? I feel I have to do something bad, like just because because then she'll tell me off or something and I'll feel like in a secure place again. But by the way, don't anybody tell her that and don't anybody I was say I think
1: we've hit <laughs> some uh, don't, sense of don't, don't
2: anybody share this with Joanne, right? That's a total secret between us <laughs> and the couple of hundred folk that actually watch. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell joanne
0: <laughs>
1: no i i totally see all that in terms of um creativity you know from my experience of writing but also i was thinking about doing improv you know i used to do at uni and before uh, drama improv and that is all about boundaries you know because i think i talked about improv a few weeks ago on uh one of the weekly reviews but it's this really you need to have those barriers, you need to have those things that that actually are springboards. And it's a bit like if you imagine a bouncy ball and if you just threw it it never came into contact with anything and it was just in free space, it wouldn't be a bouncy ball, there would be nothing for it to react against, you know, for it to to be what it is, it needs to bounce off things. Um, And actually so much of what is true creativity is actually following or finding or mining something, you know, as opposed to thinking that you're really, pulling all this stuff out of the door. certainly in my experience and talking to to other people that are creative and work on things there does seem to be this sense sometimes of actually it the creative bit is how you respond i think and how you react sometimes and rather than thinking like these ideas just fall out of the sky
3: mm-hmm. i mean i think there's a lot of boundaries that i'm finding that seem a bit more like habits you know so people assuming that we have to, so we're talking about stepping out, aren't we? So people are stepping out into this new world and they're automatically thinking about that has to look the same as it did before we stepped out. And that creativity can be swallowed up there because you don't get an opportunity to explore what it's like. And so you end up with a habit rather than, you know, than a, than a new way of doing things. You've just fallen into habit. I,
2: I'll, I'll be honest, George, and in, in my, uh, professional life, um, one of the things that really grinds my gears and everybody who, who who deals with me and knows me knows this and that is when the rule book the, the rule book is trotted out for no good reason. Yeah. You know, to stop people from doing things. You know, I won't see this patient because trot trot trot. Yeah. because it's somebody else's problem because it's extra work for me or because, or maybe not even that, you know, maybe not even as venal as that just it's somebody else's problem, you know, we need to start, post all the things that have happened, we need to start, and I think Christ wants us to start, actually just open ourselves up to it and see if you can do it do it, yeah. if you can help that person, do you know what go and help them, just go and do it Don't think about it. Don't think how you're going to get into trouble for doing it. Go and help them and tear up the rule books. The rule books, I think, are sometimes there to protect an organisation and a structure. (laughs) I'm not sure that organisation and structure have served as well. In fact, in COVID, I think they've done the exact opposite. They've served us poorly.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as well, you know, it's like you're not able to react, you know, as quickly as you would like to, you know, and you're not able to put into practice and say Well, do you know what I think this could work, and why don't we do it? And and because uh, even like in the start, thinking about you know, like thinking about the virtual space, you know, and how reluctant people were to kind of use the virtual space, and then they started. to oh, we could you know we can do stuff on here and oh the holy spirit seems to be working you know through (laughs) the virtual space and but uh, but there's still people you know um reluctant you know thinking that sacraments have to be you know done you know in a certain way in a certain place a certain time And, and it's like well actually don't be so rigid you know how as god speaking what's, what's god you know i think when we we're, we're so rigid about rules and the way we've done things and habits we're just not able to actually to listen and yeah. able for the signs i like well where is god leading us here you know mm. where's where you know because i think maybe he must have been a bit you know bored with it all <laughs>
2: You know? <laughs> um, come on Je- Je- Jesus was the big I mean I, I, Jesus is a huge hero I, I, I've said before I don't do heroes and I don't But do you know Jesus was a hero of mine And, and is a hero of mine Because Jesus just turned things up in their heads. Yep. He, was, he was kind of, he did break rules. He spoke about things that the Jewish tradition of his day frowned upon. Mm. He would say things which were antithetical to um, what his, his high hegens in those days would have seen as wrong. And he spoke out against it. You know, um, I, 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 I'm continually amazed by how Christians tie themselves in knots with, um, as you say, how it should be done. And, and I think navigating your way through that, you know, as, as trainee ministers, that, and, and a minister yourself there, George, you know, I, being, being a trainee in that system must be extremely difficult to navigate to something new and to bring something new, yet at the same time, in the background, you see things like sanctuary first, you see online churches, you see ministers opening themselves up in a completely new way to their flock and to their people, and perhaps being even more available than they were before in a more meaningful way. Um, and, and you've got to navigate this. Um, to me, I see this as, as an exciting challenge, but I accept it's, a, it's an undiscovered country. But uh-huh. is that not what faith is about? Is that not what faith really means? Faith means stepping out and following the cross, and that's what you put your your, your focus on. Right. That's it. Jesus. Right. That's who you focus on, mm-hmm. and everything else falls in. If you at least that's what I've found. You know, I'm mm-hmm. probably gonna end up getting run over a truck tomorrow for saying that. Anyway, and that's I not mean, it, it's
0: not going to be um, easy you know like because I had like I'll soon be going on my probation and I had spoke to Robert who's going to be my supervisor and I'm like you know we we can't really make a plan just now but it's it's a it's a really exciting time to be going on probation and you know what I don't really like rules anyway (laughs) And, and I don't like things being the same so I'm excited to see well how can we do this a wee bit differently? And you know what can happen next? And I had watched the other week. I, I had a total binge watch. I like it was a uh, what was it Pioneer Quest? Right? <laughs> I like to title. you. And I'm quite you know how I'm like the farmer and all that you know. So this was a uh, uh, people that had wanted to be homesteaders in Canada. Oh. You know, go into the wilderness and set up from scratch. And I'm telling you. This was from scratch. It was all oh, it was hard going. And I don't think they quite realised well, they didn't realise at the start how difficult it was going to be. But but then they get into, you know, the way of life. And then, like, a few months down the line, see, once they had started to, like, build a... They were living in tents for, like, 12 weeks. And there was, like, all this, you know, the water was getting in and oven. But after they had settled into it and they found, you know, they were able to adapt and see how things went, and then they started to really kind of love the life. But it was really difficult. But then they had had pointed out that, um, you know, they had the luxury of only doing it for a year. You know, they Mm. were going to be able to go back to their old lives again. But then we don't, we don't have that luxury now, you know? It's, no, we need to just keep going Mm. forward and, you know, just seeing where it, it, like like real pioneers, you know, from the 1870s. (laughs) 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 Why? And just... uh, and like, like the early church, and I, I keep banging on about the early church, I think every week I talk about the early church, but that's, you know, when you think about that, these guys, you know, and then they were going out, you know, setting off in like different places that, that you know, that they might not have spoke the language, you know, the culture was completely different, but they were, they were going.
1: And I remember, you know, you need the idea of the the codex, you know, this little handy little booklet um, that the early letters and texts that became the New Testament were in. And that was like hot new technology, the codex, you know, it's no book, it's no scroll, it's just slide it in your robes, off you go. We're using the codex. And I think I think it's a really interesting opportunity, you know, with what we're saying about keeping on using the internet in different ways. And I think perhaps a chance to redeem some of the internet. Because I've been struck recently, I remember talking to my friend before all the COVID stuff, but about how, like, when I go on the website, I go to, like, five websites now, and that's about it. You know, this is pre, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. you know, because everything has become, you know, the internet was meant to be this whole new empowering thing, and everyone can go out and do stuff. But you know what does it mean you go on wikipedia you google it uh you know amazon whatever you know there's like a handful of websites we use and the whole internet has really been in so many ways captured by just a few big companies Mm -hmm. and when you think about all the money and resources that's going into something like a driverless car and i just think i mean maybe there's great humanitarian things we can do with a driverless car but i think is that what the best technology is now like i think for the last 20 years so much of our Sort of brightest minds have been making pizzas come a bit quicker you know and they've been making you know it easier to review something or, or whatever and I think I don't know I think this has been a chance to wake up to the fact that actually the internet's not just a customer service cloud mm-hmm. it actually and with with um because there was a news article was not there a bit ago about big outages and crashes because too many churches were using the internet you know and to think that actually in the uk and to think that actually the church could be doing something and be busy enough to cause like a technological issue makes you think that why isn't the internet more like that why isn't it woolier and odder and people getting together and doing quirky things um you know we've surrendered it all to big big brands a lot of the time so i think the church really really has a role to play in perhaps redeeming and you know it's first that's Albert Weiss says always about the name Sanctuary. It's about finding that peace and sanctuary. And why can't you do that online? You
2: know, 100%. And that is maybe the vision of something like Sanctuary First and the online churches, you know, is to bring that because actually the internet in some ways has become weaponized. Mm. I mean, let's look at America and Microsoft attempting to buy TikTok because allegedly it's sending information to the Chinese who somehow care where your average American is. Like, like that's a big thing. Uh, I mean, do you know? I don't know. I'm not that important. I'm not sure China really cares where I am. They might do, but I don't think they do. Um, They don't care where Ian Jimison is. I, I don't think. Um, There'll be some wee Chinese guy knocking on the door about two seconds. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but I well, China. him now, him. <laughs> let, let me, let me just Let me just like, dial that down. It could be <laughs> Yugoslavian or, or English, I don't know. Anybody really could be coming down these doors and knocking down the door. But the point is, I think that the internet has become weaponized. But in a that sense, is. like Laura says, that reminds me of the early church because it existed in a pantheon of different gods um, and different belief systems and different financial systems, um, you know, and, and different um, attitudes and sects, and cults, and the Word of God came through clearly and strongly um, through the Apostles and then through the Pauline Church and then to the church that we currently inhabit today. Um, And really, all I really see is, like Laura does, is the church doing the same thing again because Mm -hmm. God wants to be known. And God's going to be known. And it's just... I. I certainly feel and believe that this is what's bubbling up through the internet, and it's quite exciting to see that. Um, but it's nothing to do with the old stuff. The old stuff is is real and it's true, and I and I and I get it, and it's important for some people. And I think that you know you you've, you must care for people, uh, and and respect and and love those things that have gone before. But but there is a new arm, <coughs> <of> God Spirit. <laughs> and and it, i think it behooves us to have a vision for what that is and at the moment there really maybe isn't a unifying vision, maybe there should be a unifying vision. Um, you know it, I, it'll be great when Albert's back on. I wonder what Albert's overriding vision is, you know, does Albert see Sanctuary First as the premier uh, Christian outreach channel for the world? I don't know are we, are we, are we, the, new, are we the new Google? I don't, I don't
1: world domination don't, is generally I'm, Albert's agenda absolutely,
2: yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what I don't, I don't mind if people's spirits are enriched. That's all good that's that's all that's the important stuff to me you know are people's spirits enriched do people feel closer to the the central throb of the universe do they if they do absolutely right We're doing the right thing in my view um so but yeah, ancient church, new church, same stuff, different clothes that's my view anyway mm. you know mm-hmm. I, I
1: just think I, I was I, wondering. Sorry.
3: On, you go, on you go, James. That's
1: okay. No, oh, I was just going to fire you a question, so you might as well say something and then I'll, I'll you know, come at you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have this thought you know, imagine, imagine the internet and online church is the answer to the prayer of the apostles.
0: Yeah. Perhaps,
3: you know, when, when Paul prays that, you know, pray for us that God may open a door for us so that we might know the mystery of Christ in Colossians, maybe God has waited so long to give the answer i mean the jews waited 400 years for jesus so i you know perhaps this new church is an answer to the apostolic prayers of the first century what who says it can't be and yet we are supposed to we're supposed to wield that prayer because it's fell in our hands We've been
2: left with it. We've been left with the answer. Yeah, but, but in honour that prayer, you know, you've Absolutely. got, I think you're, there's such power in, in, in what you've said there. I mean, that's so, so true. You know, there, there is that whole thing about, you know, when, when Albert writes about it this week, you know, about when's the right time for people, you know, when people, people come to things in their own time. Mm-hmm. And I think we put so much of our human agendas on prayer, on, um, you know, think of my own family, you know, the, the, their, their mum and dad are Christians and I've and always been Christians. Um, we, we didn't, funnily enough for Christians, get married in a church, we get married in a hotel. By Albert it happens. Um, so Albert married my wife, there you go, there's a, there's a big question. <laughs> um, but yes, no. Albert, Albert married Joe and I in a hotel in Skye, um, oh. and and it was a great affair. And uh, you know, I, I look I look on it with great fondness. I have to say that because Mrs. J's probably listening outside the door. She won't actually bring herself to watch the podcast, but she'll <laughs> listen outside the door. <laughs>
1: But anyway that's who's really listening Ian really
2: listening. she's watching in case I've got a croaky voice but anyway moving <laughs> on from the croaky voice <laughs> um, but 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 you know um my sons um are, are very much men of their own of their own sort of deep deep thoughts and, and my eldest son Robbie is is a man of deep deep faith but he doesn't go to church because he just doesn't see that the church is offering him anything that that he feels he needs. Mm. He can get what he needs of spirituality um, online in his life and through music. That's how Robbie experiences it. Colin, uh, my middle son. Colin's a squaddy. Colin is a typical squaddy. Um, you know, he, he's he's in the officer training corps. He does pharmacy. Um, but he's a typical kind of man of his time, Colin. A lovelier person you couldn't meet. If you met him right now, you would think he's your best pal. Absolutely fabulous bloke. Um, does he have a faith? Well, probably not much at all, you know. He, he thinks the old man's great, but when he listens to the old man's record, he's like, going to not sing about Jesus so much. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and, and Andrew's like... Um, yeah, Dad. That's kind of Andrew's Stock' response to most things. You know, um, Andrew. better have... than the no,
1: Dad. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: Andrew. Have this yeah, Dad. Andrew, have you fed the dog? Yeah, Dad. Andrew, do you have any kind of faith? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you know, pretty much. It's all the same thing. But Albert makes a good point when he when he wrote this week, and and that was that we would all pray that um, that our sons, our daughters, our friends, and have such good friends who are not Christians. You know. Um, and I would love them to experience spirituality in, in, in the same way that I, that I do. And to get the, the stuff from it that I get, you know, like like the, the comfort, the the love, the, 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 the understanding, the camaraderie of fellow Christians, all of that good stuff, you know, I want them to have that. But they've got their own path to tread and I respect mm. them for it. Yes. Respect them for it. Those prayers are left there lying, you know, they're there. And I've had to learn to leave them there and not push them. Because if I were to push it, then I'd push somebody away. And I think that's true of almost everybody you meet. If you're to push it, if you're to be what we used to call back in the day a bible thumper. That was an old Scottish thing, you're a Bible thumper. Bible thumper. A Bible thumper. Um, you know, Folk didn't like that. They didn't like having faith rammed down their throat. But somehow how we love our life and who we are and what we're really all about, if people really know is um, that's the witness. Mm. That's what we need to be. And these prayers, they don't fall in death, deaf ears. They fall in God's ears. Mm. And I think they stay there. and I think was lovely. God, God decides. God decides when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. it was
1: lovely wasn't it when uh albert said that um it just takes some of us longer to unwrap the gift i think that was the
2: yeah. metaphor
1: wasn't it Absolutely. and the idea that it's just it's there it's okay it's there it's not like they didn't get their gift or didn't sign up or they're not on the the order form or, or whatever like it's there and and it just takes time and it's funny i was thinking um when you were talking there as well, Ian, about um, you know, Adrian Plas, the speaker and writer. I remember him talking once. So this is kind of in the context of people who feel like you know they are of faith. But I remember um so he was talking about one time sharing a bowl of chips with his pal in a pub, right? And the two of them are eating together. And uh Adrian says, Do you know what? Like, I think when it comes down to it, I'm not really sure if I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Like, am I am I gonna get in? Am I gonna get saved? You know, I look at you my friend, you're all right. You're great. You're, you're going to go the log haul. You're fine with God. But I don't know Like if I'm quite good enough. And his friend says, well, do you know, what? I think exactly the same thing because you're, you know, Adrian, he's all right. He's fine with God. He must be, but I'm not sure, you know, about me. And he was just talking about this kind of lovely feeling of kind of how we hold one another. And there's this sense, you know, whether people are of faith or not and, and different kinds of things, we can hold one another. We can, it's okay to, to pray, but we have to hold that lightly. Um, and that was the the lovely thought, I think, in, in Albert's prayer, the idea of of the openness of it, you know, that we're not, like, clinging on and we're not desperate. We're just open hands.
2: Um, and do you know, funny things happen. My middle son, as I say, squaddy boy, who's he's a great guy, I love, I love calling him. bits. But do you know a funny thing? fondy 's phoned his mum, first year at university. He said, Mum, I just wanted you to know I went and bought a cross today. Worn that cross ever since, do you know that? Just that one way thing, mm-hmm. just a wee profession of faith in his own way, in his own time. Mm-hmm. And he and he watched this. Actually, he won't watch it at all. I know for a fact he won't watch it. But let's say one day he does, he digs up the archives, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he. What are they talking
1: the about guy? on the seventh of August?
2: <laughs> oh, do you know? <laughs> My old man knew that about me. <laughs>
1: That brings me around, I was going to ask you a question, George, before. And just about ritual, right, So the idea of wearing the cross. And I was just thinking about this idea of how we're um, setting out and restarting the academic year and everything. And I was just thinking about how, you know, we've been talking about rules and about feeling sometimes constrained by rules, but there's a sense that rituals are sometimes rules that we gladly pick up, you know, that we take and that mean so much to us. And so I was wondering, have there been any things... That you've been holding on to or clinging to you know because everything's changing and whatever but is there any as you go into this last year as you go into this next placement is there any kind of rituals or or things you like to do that you've that have stayed the same perhaps or, or does it all feel different
3: um i think this has been a year you know i've i've never been one for rituals i mean i haven't i haven't been into um setting myself aside to practice have positive habits I would call positive habits or Christian habits liturgies right um so I've never been in the mindset of being able to do that but over the summer and through the lockdown thing I've got an opportunity to have read a couple of books on Ignatian prayer and um common practices that, Mm. that that was happening in the early church Laura and I are actually both doing this um and you know I've learned a bit from her as well in terms of what it takes to just dedicate yourself um periodically throughout the day and, and and build these liturgical habits up so it's become things like I got up in the morning now and I pray on my knees things like that because Why? it's a well it's, it's this book that I'm reading just now um early I think his name is the guy who wrote it, the Book of Common Practices, or something like that it 's called yeah. and he talks about he went through a real bad stage of alcoholism and sleepless nights and he found it himself he was he was literally pretending he was God and he could do everything he could cover everything he he had bad habits he didn 't have positive habits. Mm. I saw myself in that because you know i I go at one hundred miles an hour in fact, the other day, um, I got a message from my friend saying to me, "Are you in Glasgow?" And I was like, yeah, I'm just in St. Eriksand. And she's yeah, you just ran past me. And I was like, no, that's me just walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just the speed of my life just seems to, I just constantly do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm focusing much more on taking space out and praying. I'm actually trying to do the five, day, five times a day prayer. I know most people mm-hmm. go, works don't save you, but I'm not saying they do. I'm just thinking that the, the rigorousness of positive liturgical rituals are, are are something that the early church dedicated themselves to. They were on their hands and knees daily, doing these things. And mm. I just think you get some. There's freedom in those restrictions. Um, that's what we were talking about earlier. And mm. so getting into uni, I'm planning and continuing that because I'm going to need that to keep keep the boat steady.
2: George, there's, there's actually huge freedom in that because I'm a similar kind of guy, and that I've got about a dozen hats, loads of hats, loads of different things I do, um, and I survive by being like a shark. Yeah, I can't stay still. Can't sleep. I have to be doing all the time, and I don't actually. I don't. Funny you just say that. I don't I sleep very well, um, and I'm always going, going, going. Next thing, next thing, next thing. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Um, and actually, you're right. Sometimes just taking that time just to be, yeah. you know, um, mm. it, it's really powerful, just to be. The thing is,
3: I've said this before, but you know, God created us human beings, not human doings or not human goings. We're created as human beings to be. Mm. We're the active verb, and you know, it's it's an amazing thing if we get to connect with that. I'm still struggling with that, and most Christians do. I'm, most people of faith do, but. Mm. In this speedy world that we live in, but I think it's, it's, it has a, such a positive vibe to be able to set yourself aside to do that, and you have to make sacrifices because family phone you. You know, you know, I get a phone call this morning during my my morning prayer from my mum to tell me I made scrambled egg and toast. I was like, I'm not <laughs> want it. I'm, just, I'm too busy praying. I'll be around in half an hour. Um, and that, you need to just you need to, people around you will feel the impact as well. And I don't know, maybe maybe it's much nicer for us to acknowledge that too. That, in, in the spirit of loving our neighbor we maybe need to help other people understand that journey I don't know.
1: absolutely and that sense of you know freedom and making a kind of positive decision because there's all sorts of harmful rituals that we have not just in the church but in normal life and you know think back to pre-covid times and i've had problems with you know my mental health in the past and and certainly the idea of the baggage of rituals of thinking well if i just do this you know if i just do enough then that'll be fine and you yeah. start creating all these sort of causal links but that's a very oppressive thing you know that's kind of shutting you down and closing you down whereas i think there's something in it's funny because when i asked you the questions i was thinking like i like to buy a new notebook every september What do you? <laughs> and then you're on your knees praying and it's the mystics <laughs> Not- and it's great it's like <laughs> that's fantastic
3: but all the time I'm um, not, I'm not so pious
1: <laughs> total failure i like to get a new gel pen at the first day of term and <laughs> that's my ritual but no um but it is it's really it's really interesting to think about that in the sense that because when we participate in rituals like that we're actually not alone because i think that's the that's the hard thing about the harmful rituals is it feels quite personal and yeah. certainly in my experience quite kind of shameful you don't really want to explain why you have to switch that on again or off again or why you have to do this before that or whatever because you don't really want to talk about that whereas actually these rituals were we're with one another and as Ian loves to say you know outside of time outside of space you know the physics of it all like time really is not a straight line and God is with us through all of it so we are connected with those same people in the early church
0: and you know, like see if you think about what I would really like is is for more people, you know, you maybe when once we're allowed out, you know, a bit more and get back to kinda of like some kind of mixing with people. Um but to be able to actually say, ah, oh, it's twelve o'clock or I, I normally pray at twelve o'clock, want to join me? Absolutely. You know, or, or it's like five. Bring your kneeler up
1: so that you can do it.
0: You know, but like like Muslims, you know, because that's that they will join. You know, if they're joined together, you know, in prayer and um and it's you know and it's lovely to be and that's what I'm looking forward to actually. is is, you know, maybe sharing that with people because I find that, you know, just now it's like, oh, I'm praying by myself. Or out in the garden, you know, maybe videoing myself or something. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the neighbours are like, mm, "Well, wow, that's her out there again. Aye,
1: that's holy Laura. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but just to be able to, you know, join with people. And, and because sometimes I think people just need permission they're waiting on permission or they're nice. curious and for you to be able to say oh well I pray at you know 12 o'clock and oh mm-hmm. can I join you you know oh because I mind whenever I, I had first started at uni um, and uh, I, I wouldn't name names you know but um, <laughs> <laughs> but there was, uh, there was like somebody had said oh because we started class at nine o'clock and we we're normally in and and this person was a wee bit shocked that oh well we, that there was no prayer you know, and so a few of us then decided that we would meet at you know quarter two quarter two Oof. and pray um, together. And you know what? This set up the day. You knew your day just went differently. You know, you, you were quarter to nine. You were praying there together. You, anything that you'd been maybe holding on to, you know, you gave it to each other, giving it to the Lord. And your day just went better. And if, if there was a reason that you were late and anything like that, you felt it. <laughs> you felt it. The day just didn't go quite the same way. Well, the
3: thing is, the thing is you we gave each,
0: each other permission. You know, to yeah. be able to. The, the, yeah. We needed that. We needed that to come together, and to be able to pray together. And. And it just took a wee bit of the strain off. You know, it was, it was, it was
2: beautiful. T- talking about togetherness, can I mel- mention an elephant in the room that, that ha- has happened quite supernaturally? And that is that lawyer, Laura and I are actually wearing the same shirt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Your, yours is in
1: the post don't worry just got delayed
0: <laughs> this is our
1: new weekly review uniform
0: <laughs> oh see before we finished, there was one of the ones that because we've not really talked much about um the the <laughs> <laughs> um Uh, I'm sure Albert will forgive us he won't be he won't he won't mind but um, I was really uh, there was quite a few that I really liked this week I think this is why we were talking about this last week we need a we need an extra you know an extra to talk about the the, the daily reflection The extended
1: edition yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was like today's one I really loved today's one and I thought that maybe you all would as well Mm. and it was the line that so today's one if anybody's not read it it was about the feeding of the 5,000 and let me read you know saying that it was good that Albert pointed out in that 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 wasn't including the women and the children you know I know we keep Um, calling
1: it the feeding of the 5,000 but it wasn't
0: probably what the 10,000 you know easy (laughs) easy Uh, so but what the bit that really struck me was and it'll probably fit in with a lot of what we've been talking about tonight but the next time you hear or you hear of need don't hold back share what you have but make sure you put it in the right hands and if you offer it to God he will surprise you when you discover how far it will go and I was thinking about how not just with like helping people in you know helping people in need you know like we monitor things and you know food and things like that but I was thinking about this where we are with you know the world we're in just now Mm. you know thinking about you know church you know looking into the future and people embracing you know the internet you know for 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 holding for worship or you know however they're going to meet god and that's the thing you know if like if we just give that to god and our intention with that you know what can he do with it how how wonderful can he make that
2: (laughs) absolutely absolutely
0: Uh, i really like
1: the lines in the prayer um let my heart shape the power of the miracle um, and I really liked how it's such a familiar passage, this, but it felt quite fresh yeah. um, the way Albert came to it and this idea of the, the start, you know, thinking about rather than just, oh, and there was all this abundance and, and everything as we know, but that it was specific. You know, it wasn't like suddenly they all got a Big Mac or whatever, you know, it, it was really, it started with something that we did, um, you know, that, that we humanity did. And then it was blessed and stretched from there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. I just think the interesting part the the bit about that story that always sticks out to me is that Jesus tells the disciples to go and feed the people and or go and collect the food or go and distribute and it's like he's literally said to his disciples you know what, even though I'm right in front of you you need to go and be my hands and my feet Mm. amongst these people Um, and I I bet they were I mean, when you're called to the ministry or when you're called to, to the faith in any way you're going I don't know what that means. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to work. And I can only imagine they in the midst of this 10,001 people (laughs) um, and the dogs and everything that are around them. the thousands and millions of people around them. And they're going, oh, my goodness, I'm never going to be able to feed all these folk. Um, What am I going to do? And that that decision, that snap decision, happens as to whether or not am I going to do this in my own energy? And am I going to try and... Uh spend the whole day going round everybody in the camp to see if I can get, get enough food or do I go and take it to Jesus and it takes that wee boy to come and give them his lunch and they're thinking this, I've got a choice to make I can either mm. go and, buy and collect more and just put my own human effort in or do I go and take it to the Lord and when he took it to the Lord, the Lord had compassion on them and there was 12 boxes 12 baskets left
0: mm.
1: That's really insightful, isn't it? Because I think so often, like in the Gospels, we've got to look like it's how it's done. You know, it's not just what was done, but how it's done, and it involve it does it involve people doing stuff.
2: Yeah, but it, 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 moreover, it involved that sight. You know, yeah. that whole thing being sighted on Jesus. Just yeah, that, that is the thing. Um, we kind of get in the way of ourselves all the time. Yeah, we get in the way of ourselves with so much stuff and stuff that we carry from the past that we shouldn't have, and stuff that we hope's going to happen in the future that maybe just aren't for us because yeah. we're writing the story. We're writing a story that is just going to happen. Mm. And we need to sometimes have sight in the cross and have sight in Christ and just go forward on that basis and let what happens happen, mm-hmm. you know?
1: That's a beautiful point, Ian. That's feeling pretty that's feeling pretty final right there, summing us up, taking us where we need to go, right? We're moving forwards. There is no past. There's no future. We're just here now with God focusing on the cross. Fantastic. So, we will need to wrap up soon, unfortunately. We're, we're yet to petition Albert for the three hour version um, of the weekly review. But until that happens, we're going to need to wrap up. But is there any final thoughts anybody wants to, to share or things, Laura, you might want to point out that are happening at Sanctuary First coming up, if you can think of?
0: Uh, well, we've got our uh, um, Sunday live service at 3 pm on That's Sunday, right. and we're still on retreat. We're still on the street, so we've got um we've got some more contemplative uh, worship again this week. Not a lot of chat this week from us, isn't there not, James? It's... No,
1: no. The chat's tonight. Get your fill of chat tonight. All your bants is tonight. No bants on <laughs>
0: And also it's um, very contemplative and but the thing is if people miss anything or they feel that maybe actually they're, they're inspired um, we're hoping to get up some resources um next week so that people could curate, you know, a wee kind of retreat for themselves, um, you know, for an afternoon at home, you know, if they want to take a wee bit of time. Because mm. it's really important that we take time, you know, to spend with God. And just listen. I think, especially now, you know what's he saying to us um, in each of our lives. And then during the week, what have we got during the week? It's uh, the cafes on um, Tuesday and Thursday evening mm-hmm. um, for people for a wee bit of chat and fellowship. And uh, I think we should have a
1: new in, a new song bye. as well next week. I think
0: um, yes, uh-huh. there'll be a new song out as well. Yes, on the secret chord sessions. And yeah, so um, and the Friday Jam. Yeah, the Friday Jam is um, people are really loving that. It's it's really good, you know, getting the musicians on and Jim's get a good vibe in it, you know, nice and relaxed and introducing people at least some new music. Um, yeah, so oh, uh, it's
1: all happening. It's all happening.
0: And uh, Albert will be back next week as well.
1: Absolutely. So it'll all be yeah. all bets yeah. off. <laughs> George, it's been so lovely to meet you uh, and sure, uh, have you nice here to with them. us tonight. What and boy,
0: it's
1: been. Uh, yeah, well, we'll be praying for you uh, as you set out on this next stage. And uh, do remember us as well? Um, I will do. I will. And uh, I'm sure we're going to pull on you again, by the way, because
3: I would love to come back. I know this
1: has been good. Oh, no, but in other ways as well, George, like, I've, got, I've got my eye on you now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning into Albert. I've got you in my nexus. So. <laughs> <laughs> well definitely um but it's been such a joy and um a lovely evening and um we look forward to seeing you next week in the weekly review thanks everyone for being here and thanks to ray for piloting the ship thank
0: you Bye. bye, bye. 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 <clears throat>